the beginning and we're like, press these buttons. Let's it's make like sure five buttons. <laughs> Have you ever had a uh, experience in your podcasting career where you either like completely forgot to press record or you did something wrong and at the end of like an hour long podcast you realize you do not have the podcast like has that ever happened to you well not that but I have done well actually this is a question you're you're plugged into your microphone right or no oh shit <laughs> that's what that's what I was gonna I say am is plugged that into my microphone oh, but it was way it over is. there <laughs> Okay. Do I sound better now? Yeah. Cause I was going to say I've done that where I've chosen the wrong microphone. So I like had my AirPods on (laughs) and it wasn't recording on my microphone. It was recording on the AirPods. Obviously it came out fine, but it was not as, as good quality. So. Okay. Can you hear me better now? Yeah, I can. (laughs) Cause I was like, yeah, it was like felt kind of far away. And I was like, wait, this is not right. So. I think I've had like one or two, cause I've been doing this since like 2017. So, I mean, that's actually a pretty good track record, but I've had like one or two where, and I, I can't remember now. I think one might've been my fault and one might've been the other person's fault, but at the end of it, and there's like nothing like that feeling where you just, and it's, it's similar to like, if you've ever like written a 10 page paper for school and then like forgot to save it and it's gone or like something oh like God, that, where yeah. you're just like, oh my God, I have to do this all over again. I cannot get this time back, but it's even worse when you're with somebody else and you're like, and I just wasted their time and I'm not getting that yeah. back. And it's like a whole thing. Anyway, anyway. we're off to a great start. Um, Always. how are you? How's, how's it going since we last chatted? I'm good. I'm good. I just, well, before when we talked offline for, we're trying to like not talk off beforehand we're just like we don't talk to each other at all yeah we're just like we have to press record whenever we're having a conversation yeah basically um but I mentioned that I ran home from the gym to make it back in time I love that that's your cardio for the day yeah well it wasn't really running like I can't really run right now which is it's this is actually something to share I've been having a flare-up with my lower back which has been super annoying um but I am not letting it get to me. I've been having to like kind of reduce some of my um, like lower body, a few lower body movements, mostly like hinging stuff. I can still squat totally fine, not barbell squat, but other types of squats. Um, but the hinging stuff has been ir- irritating me. So it's and kind of annoying. from like an old sports injury. Yeah. Back in like October of 2018, I injured it uh, during CrossFit, of course. <laughs> Yeah. We've um, all got an injured during CrossFit story. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's been like, it's just on and off. And when I do stuff, like think that I can go out and run again and I'm yeah. like, oh, this feels great for like a week. And I'm like, yay, I want to like pick up running again, just cause it's like enjoyable from like a mental standpoint. And then, you know, the next week I can't walk. So it's annoying. It's funny too, how some of these like not devastating, like softer tissue injuries can be like the most long lasting and affecting your life. You know, like Mm -hmm. nobody wants to break a bone or whatever, but like you get a clean break, you set that thing, you like baby it for a couple months and you're pretty much back to normal a lot of the times, but with these weird soft tissue, like strains and sprains or overwork or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. sometimes that stuff like really sticks with you. Like I've got this shoulder thing, right. Which is the whole reason why I'm doing all lower body stuff. And I'm like trying to reframe my brain into like liking leg day now. Cause I tech, I generally don't, but anyway, I am actually kind of enjoying it. Like it's fun to go and like 
lift heavier weights and stuff. But anyway, because my shoulders messed up and part of it is from repetitive lifting of like a giant squirming kid. But part of it, I think Mm -hmm. is also, um, an injury that I sustained during CrossFit, which was way long ago. It was like in 20, I don't know, 10 or something. Um, but it's actually the other side because that injury was so gnarly. And I went to PT and like really rehabbed it and paid a lot of, of attention to it. And I think the the unfortunate side effect is that the other side kind of took on a lot of mm-hmm. what this side wasn't doing. And so now this side's kind of the problem side. It's weird how that happens, but yeah. it's kind of like, yeah. and what do you do? Like I've been, I was even going to physio for this shoulder thing and it's mm-hmm. sort of just like, you just kind of need to leave it alone. And I'm like, how am I going to do that? I'm not going to, yeah. I can't not use it, you know? Yeah. It's also interesting too. And I've learned a little bit more about this and, and I kind of got away cause I did athletic training. Like that's what I got my undergrad in, which is like kind of like physical therapy, but a little bit different. Um, but we always kind of learn that like, it's not actually the place that's hurting, like, or the symptoms around the place that's hurting. That is the issue. It's either b- above or below that. So like, for example, my, it's my lower back, but it's, it's because of my hips, actually not Mm. my back. Um, Mm. my hips and my pelvis are a little bit out of alignment, things like that. Um, I have a little bit of a hip hike that is causing some of the pressure to go on my other leg and like all this stuff. So, um, typically, and this is like with knee injuries, everybody's like, Oh my God, like I hurt my knee. And it's like the nagging stuff, obviously if you like you tore your ACL or something like that, that's a different story. But if you have like some nagging tendonitis or like, you know, you're, you're, like if your knee hurts around your quad, typically it's because it's something in your hip or something in your ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, so like above or below, those are usually the culprits and like kind of the always talking about, you know, looking at the kind of root cause versus the symptom. Um, so that's something that I've been p- paying attention to more. And that's been helping like doing a lot of different kind of stretches and mobility for my hips and my shoulders um, mm-hmm. versus like focusing on, oh, how can I help, you know, my lower back? Um, so that's helped. And one thing for you too, that might be, something to think about too is, um, like what, what side is, what shoulder is it? Your left shoulder left and I'm left-handed. Okay. Do you carry your kid on your hip? Like yes, one hip? on my right side. Yeah. So if you're carrying on your right side, then your right side is dipping down. Right. So mm-hmm. inherently over probably the past year, you've had more strain on your right side, which is causing your left shoulder to probably come up a little bit and more, mm-hmm. more traps ish. Mm-hmm. Um, So that could be like, you know, causing some imbalances there and then you're compensating. So it's like all these things. Um, That's actually really helpful. And I have like, I have ridiculously tight traps and I am getting a massage next week. Hallelujah. So we'll see if that like calms some things down. That will be very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now that we're done talking about all of our (laughs) injuries, um, have you made any delicious ice cream recipes? We still still have not booked that podcast episode, but have you, have you done anything different? Um, have I done anything different lately? I've been keeping it pretty simple. Um, I've been using, and this is a great time to talk about our new sponsor, one Mm -hmm. of our new sponsors, active Mm -hmm. sacks. Um, so I've been using their vanilla and chocolate protein powder a lot. Um, I use a few other brands as well and kind of switch it up, but theirs I've noticed is, um, just the flavor. I really enjoy the flavor. It's the ingredients are super clean and we can kind of chat a little bit about why we brought them on as a sponsor. Mm -hmm. That was one of the reasons. Um, so I've been using their, uh, like just making chocolate and vanilla really simple. Um, and then adding just like different mix-ins I've been playing around with, um, actually these like, this sounds so weird, but they're, uh, have you ever heard of the brand love grown? 
It's like a cereal brand. They're in, they're in like Sprouts and Whole Foods, but they're made. It's cereal, you know, like Rice Krispies, Rice uh, Krispies, the little things. So they're called Comet Krispies and they're chocolate, but they're made out of beans. So it's not made out of wheat. But it tastes exactly like Cocoa Crisps, you know, like Cocoa Crisps. Beans dessert, okay? This is like trying to make cauliflower pizza. (laughs) I know, but I'm telling you, I was like, I saw it probably like a year ago, and I don't eat, you know, I try to keep that stuff out of the house. But with some of the mix-ins, I'm just playing around a little bit more and adding a little bit more um, spice into things. But it uh, it's Love Grown Brand, and it's like fava beans and other beans that's made out of, and it legit tastes like and looks like Cocoa Crispies. So I plan on, um, this weekend taking some Halloween candy that my infant cannot eat and mixing some of that into some ice cream. So I'm pretty pumped to go full indulgence on that one, but I will say, so active stacks, this is, um, Mm -hmm. it's a very thoughtful partnership that we brought them on because, and I know that this is true for you too, but one of the questions I get asked so often from listeners and followers on social media and stuff is my suggestion or, you know, do I have a protein powder that I recommend? Mm -hmm. And I've gone through personally phases where I used a lot of protein powder and then somewhere I hardly used any, and I'm kind of getting back into, cause I'm, we'll talk about this too, maybe in another episode, but I'm like getting back into like fitness, Ashley, where before (laughs) it was just sort of like, keep your shit together. You have a kid, Ashley. So I'm getting back into fitness, Ashley. I'm eating more protein, eating more protein powder. And so we're like, okay, what are some good companies that, you know, we already use or that we like that, that, you know, would want to partner with us and represent us. And, um, and also they have really good ingredients, like really good quality. And I think one mm-hmm. of the cool things about this company, cause you introduced them to me is that their, um, their flavors are like natural ingredients, not that like quote unquote natural flavor ingredient that you see a lot of mm-hmm. time that literally could mean anything, but actual like vanilla, like the, bean, yeah. the, yeah, the plant mm-hmm. vanilla. And so it's a lot more naturally flavored. And I know a lot of people, and especially women who still kind of are a little bit like protein powder is kind of bro Like, do I actually want to incorporate that into my life? Like the vanilla flavor, for example, it doesn't taste like overpoweringly mm-hmm. fake sweet vanilla. It has like a, a really natural flavor mm-hmm. to it, which I really like, but but can you, cause you told me the whole thing, but you're smarter. Can you explain a little bit more about the like ingredients and like, cause it's yeah. not technically, it's not like the same ingredients that a lot of people would see in like their whey protein or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's made like the main ingredient, and this kind of sets it apart a little bit is beef protein isolate. That's like the main, um, protein ingredient. And then, you know, they only have chocolate and vanilla. I think the chocolate is just cocoa powder. Um, the, obviously the beef isolate and then a little bit of stevia, um, and then the vanilla is the same thing, but it has, instead of cocoa powder, it's vanilla bean powder, and then a little bit of stevia, but it's like not overly sweet or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so like, and this is when I first, I mean, I've used them on and off for like the last two years ish. Um, and it's really just because I think that the chocolate flavor tastes exactly like brownie batter when you like make ice cream, for example, uh, which I've been doing. Yeah. It's literally like the best chocolate I've ever had one, like from a protein powders perspective. Um, and so that's why I just enjoy using it. And so the amino acid profile is a little bit different than whey. So it's kind of like a, a middle ish ground between collagen and whey. I would say it's more towards the collagen because it does have a very high amount of glycine. Um, but the, and that's what you want to be aware of, right? Like 
pro, uh, supplement companies make claims. And, you know, even there was a time where people were pushing beef protein powder and saying like, oh, this is it. Like if you can't handle whey, you know, go mm. for the beef protein. But we have to realize that typically beef protein powders out there are actually going to be more towards the spectrum of collagen, like the amino acids that are rich from collagen um, type powders versus whey. So mm -hmm. that's just something to be aware of. You wouldn't want to like you know, with this particular protein powder, you want to completely replace like your normal protein servings of meat and stuff like that. Um, but for me, for example, and for us, we kind of talked about this, like I get enough meat in throughout the day. Like I get enough yeah. of those amino acids, um, that I usually just use protein powder as something to have like a, a treat, like a dessert. So I always, mm -hmm. if I'm going to use protein powder, it's either in ice cream or I mix it in yogurt that already has, you know, a lot of protein in it anyway. Um, but it's just adds flavor, adds, um, a little bit more consistency. So that's how I use it. Um, but yeah, so it's, did I cover? Yeah. And I mean, I think it's also like, it doesn't have to just be like adding to your baking or desserts, which it totally can, but it's like, it's good for, um, sort of muscle repair and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like it still serves Absolutely. purposes. It's just not like a total amino acid source the same way a piece of steak or chicken would be. So we just, yeah, yeah again, with the transparency, this isn't like, don't replace all your meat with this protein powder. However, mm -hmm. if you want to add some protein powder to your daily kind of routine and maybe mm -hmm. like something you mix into your smoothie in the morning. And if you do like, you do a lot of like the ice cream yogurt stuff. I do a lot of the like you know, paleo brownies or like baking, like yeah. add, add delicious sources of protein mm -hmm. to all of these things. Cause why wouldn't you, it makes it more filling. It's like better for your mm -hmm. body. It adds nutrition to something yeah. like a treat you're already going to eat. Anyway, yeah. we could talk about this forever. We don't have to, but active yeah. stacks, check them out. They're partnering with us and we appreciate those guys. Their products are great. So if you want to try them, um, our discount code for you is MSW10 and the website, I believe is just activestacks.com, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And I think okay. we'll link it in the show notes, maybe. Yep. Or, yep. Yep. Um, we'll and one, one last thing to mention though, uh, just to, to say this too, um, like clients who have used it, I have some people who are like sensitive to whey, um, some people who are sensitive to whey and then they don't want to use plant-based protein because most plant-based proteins Disgusting. taste like crap. Um, so yeah. this is kind of like a little bit of a, a middle ground there. So if yeah. you are in that boat, um, cool. highly recommend it. Okay. So onto the meat, no pun intended, or onto the candy of today's <laughs> podcast episode. We're going to talk about something that Rachel posted in her stories recently. And mm -hmm. turns out that people have some strong opinions, including myself. Um, yeah. and that is the topic of intra as in, in the middle of workout fuel. And I think it would be best if you kind of intro this and maybe talk about like what you do and why you do it and when you think it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I have been, ex I've experimented with this in the past and I've gone through, you know, we, we both do tons of different experiments. Um, but lately I kind of brought this experiment back a little bit. So I've been experimenting with a little bit of intra-workout carbs on my lower body days. So when I'm doing, you know, we just talked about this in the beginning, lower body days, leg days are typically way more taxing to the body, to the nervous system, way more, um, uh, nerve wracking for some of us, like, mm -hmm. you know, going into a gym session where it's all lower body versus upper body. I know for me, like it's completely different mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, lower body tends to just be overall way harder. Um, mm -hmm. especially if you're pushing yourself to, you know, 
the intensity that you want. So after I kind of, um, came out of my cut and my reverse diet, um, and come back at maintenance. Now I have obviously more calories to work with in my day. Um, and I started experimenting with adding a little bit of carbs during my workouts, uh, during the lower body days. So this would be like once a week, maybe twice a week, depending, um, if I want to use them or not. And I've been using just little like sour patch kids. So, um, either sour patch kids or Swedish fish. That's like my candy of choice. Um, and the reason why I use candy and not like another type of intra-workout, you know, there's tons of different supplements out there that are intra-workout supplements, things I've tried in the past and some are, you know, can be beneficial. But for me, it's like, if I'm going to have some straight up sugar during my workout, like I want to enjoy that shit, like <laughs> plain and simple. <laughs> Would you so, choose sour patch over like a peanut butter cup? Or is okay. it just like, it's candy's a little bit more easy. Like, you know, it's not melting. It's not getting chocolate all over you. Or do you yeah. actually pick it? Cause you prefer it. This is just a, just a, I just interested in your, no. your so preferences. It's a great question. So peanut butter <laughs> cups are like my favorite. Like that's like one of my favorite candies. Um, Thank God we but, agree on that one. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I picked the sour patch cause there's something about the sourness and like not the sweet and not like it is a little bit sweet, but not like the the indulgent part of it, if that makes any sense. Um, like for me, eating a Reese, even if it's just like one Reese's cup during a workout, like it just doesn't sound or feel good. Sense, yeah. Right. I don't know. Um, but the sour patch or like the Swedish fish, it it just goes down a lot easier. And it's kind of like a I don't know, I like that gummy feeling like in my mouth when I'm chewing it. Um, right. so yeah, I've, I've been experimenting with it and it's obviously around Halloween. So they have like those little mini packs that are kind of perfect size. Honestly, um, if you don't get the mini packs, like I just do one certain, like I'll do about 20, 15 to 20 grams of carbs, like sometimes 30 depends on like, you know, where I'm at with that. Um, but it's been, it's been interesting. I've noticed, and I've only been experimenting, you know, recently for the past, I would say month or so, but every time that I've done it, um, I've incorporated it. Like when I'm dur during a hard set, whether it's like, um, you know, an RDL squat, some type of like heavy compound in the beginning to middle of my workout, I'll have like one or like, I'll have a few of those just like during rest. Um, and I've noticed that I just, I feel a little bit more energy and in the sense of like, more intensity. Like I can kind of push an extra rep that, you know, I may have not been able to. And I think that a huge component of that is probably the mental side of it. Um, the placebo effect to it, which I'm totally fine with. Like if it's an effect, it's an effect on me. And that's what I care about. I don't care about, you know, the actual like little things that I might be doing. However, obviously if you're consuming a little bit of sugar, a little bit of energy, there is going to be a physiological component to that too. Um, but we do know that when you're like, when you're working out, especially on a lower body day, you're pushing your nervous system, pushing, um, everything, right. Your body is, is the most sensitive to take up that extra sugar or glucose and, you know, use it in your muscle cells, especially when your muscles are working. So if you are ever going to eat like candy or something like that, doing it during your workout is like the best time to do it. Cause you're going to soak it all up and use it versus if you were just sitting around at your desk and not using your muscles, then you wouldn't, you know, have that effect because there's something called, um, a glute. What is it? I don't remember the name, uh, sciencey stuff. 
It's basically a transporter in your body that is independent and does not need insulin um, to secrete it. So it's within your muscle cells. So when your muscle cells are pumping, when there's blood flow, blood flow happening, it can basically soak up that glucose, like I mentioned, independent of insulin, um, which is really cool. Right. So anyway, I'm now rambling on about this, but yeah, I've just been experimenting. I, um, haven't, it's not something that I'm like, you have to do this, or it's absolutely necessary to get a good workout in totally not the case. But if you're someone who has a little bit of extra carbs to work with. If you feeling like, you know, especially on leg days, you get kind of really in your head and you're like, maybe I can have, a, maybe I can use a little bit of a boost. It's a potential option. And I have seen just from recommending it the past few weeks in my uh, group coaching membership, the flex fam, a few of the ladies have done it and they're like, wow, I got like, like it made such a difference. And again, I think there is a huge mental component to it, but who knows? So yeah, that's my current experience with intra-workout carbs. What do you think? I love like the visualization of you, like sitting on a bench and like mentally prepping yourself for like some like heavy thing you don't want to do. And just be like, (sighs) pulling out like a little mini bag of like sour patch. Like I'd like, I love that visual. Um, I mean, I actually never sit down during my sets. To be honest, oh, that's a whole shit. other okay. thing. Yeah, okay. we can talk about that. But I guess no. you gotta write a note on that one. Um, no, I mean, I I probably I guess I disagree with this less than I thought I would initially when you like posted it and I was like, I never do this, whatever. I knew um, it, I knew it, I knew it. Yeah, but but <laughs> I, you know, so again, I think everything that you're saying, it, I mean, it's uh, first of all, it's your experience. So of course it's valid and you like to experiment with these things. And that makes sense. And the idea of a little bit of a morale boost via sugar that you enjoy is obviously going to, is going to have a positive placebo effect. And that's great. Um, of course, my sort of more high level overarching feelings about this are, I'm always bringing it back to like functional, simple, even ancestral, whatever. Like my feeling is 99% of the population does not need this. Um, and if you do feel like you need it, you probably should just be eating more in general. Right. And again, this isn't talking to you specifically, like you're doing an experiment, you're doing something for fun. I'm speaking generally. Um, yeah, you probably should just be eating more. Like if you find yourself crashing in the middle of a workout, you probably didn't feel yourself properly before or in the Mm -hmm. days leading up to it. Right. Um, And then sort of the only other thing that I would, I would caution, because again, we, we do speak to a lot of women and we speak to, and it's certainly in my, it's been my experience. I work with a lot of women who have had dysfunctional attitudes about food, have had very black and white approaches to food that's bad and food that you're bad if you eat it. And, you know, this is a thing I cheated and I ate this candy and now I feel so bad. And so I would caution people to, against feeling like the only time it's acceptable to eat a little mini bag of candy is in the middle of a workout Mm. because your body is so primed to use it, which is accurate, right? Like I definitely think about if I have like a hard leg day or if I, you know, every once in a while I'm known to do some cardio and like go for a run or go for a long bike ride. Like that day when I get home, I'm like, guess who's eating more carbs than I normally would, because Mm. I know that my body can handle it and probably wants it. And it's going to help me recover. So there's no black and white. Like I'm going to be judging somebody because they like a little treat in the middle of a hard workout. I just wouldn't want 
women to switch and think like, okay, well, this is like the excuse I'm going to make for myself mm-hmm. so I can eat the stuff I normally feel guilty about, but it's in the middle of the workout. So it doesn't count. Like enjoy the hell out of that. You know what I mean? Like if you want to eat yeah. your little like Halloween candies, like you don't have to do it in the middle of a workout to make it okay. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's just, that's just kind of my like vibe, but I will tell you the only time that I ever did anything like this because again, in my bodybuilding days, I don't know if you know much about how it goes on backstage, but people carb up before they go out on stage. Yeah. Right. So a couple of things that people do, I wrote whole blog posts about this back in the day and I should like <laughs> bring the stuff back out. Cause it's just hilarious yeah. and fascinating. Like literally being back there as a like journalistic minded person, I'm just seeing the wild shit that people do. Um, it's just hilarious. Like as an, as an observer, but basically before people go out on stage, they're pumping up with weights and like little exercises and stuff to get like the blood and whatever into their muscles. So they look more buff. And they're also carving up with like just basically straight sugar before they go out. Because all of these things, when you're super lean and you've been depleted and you're, you haven't eaten sugar or carbs for the longest time ever, your body responds by just like filling up. Right. So your veins mm-hmm. are going to pop out. If you're that type of person, your muscles are going to look really more full. And so I literally would see dudes just like mainlining honey, like directly into their mouth and everyone's eating like candy. So again, it's sort of like people, anybody who's under the assumption that like bodybuilders are all about like health. I don't think anybody really is. No, no, no. Um, however, I definitely took part in this too. Cause I'm like, shit, if I, I can sit back here, I'm like all tanned and wearing this uncomfortable bikini. I'm sitting back here for four hours. Like I have nothing else to do. I'm going to eat some treats before I go out there. Mm-hmm. And my treat was peanut butter cups. I'm like, I'm going to crush a couple of these things. Mm. And honestly, people who think that food isn't an addiction go three months without eating like highly processed sugar and then put a peanut butter cup in your <laughs> mouth. Okay. That is like straight. I don't know what drug. Cause I haven't done mm-hmm. too many of the bad ones, <laughs> but it is crazy. Like what it does to your brain when you have not eaten sugar in a while, it's insane. So anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent, but I guess ultimately we don't really disagree. I think it's just like, if you want to play with it, if you want to try that, because it gives you, you know, a little bit of a boost and it gets a couple more reps out of you than maybe Mm -hmm. otherwise you wouldn't have. Um, but if anybody's asking like, should I do this to like maximize my workouts? I'm like, no, just eat food, just eat enough Mm -hmm. food. And when you feel like eating some Swedish fish, eat those two. It's fine. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Anyway, that's my feeling. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think, you know, a lot of it is mental too. And I definitely agree with like the point that you made about, you know, you don't have to like, don't look at this as like, oh, I can't ever have candy. And now I can, if I do it now, like looking at it from that standpoint is probably, you know, a little bit more of the extreme. However, there is at least from kind of my perspective, you know, I don't have candy very often and it's more so just because I'd rather have, you know, a tiny 50, like 50 to hundred calorie pack of, you know, candy versus like a hundred calories worth of squash. <laughs> like I want the squash <laughs> or the protein. That is not relatable. That is not relatable. Um, Okay. (laughs) If you make it right, it is. If you make it right, it is. Anyway, and this is how I look at like, this is how I, you know, choose my foods, right? So I don't eat that much white rice because for me, white rice doesn't do it. I'd rather eat a ton of potatoes because that Mm -hmm. fills me up and it's the same kind of ratio of carbs and stuff. Um, Or like if I'm going to eat rice, I'm like, I I don't know. I'd like, I'd rather just eat cauliflower rice. And it's mainly because then I can have more squash. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, anyway. Okay. Wait, wait, just as an aside, when we do finally get back together, here's what's going to have to happen at mealtime. You have to convince me that squash is a worthy dessert. And I have to convince you mm. that liver is worth eating. Okay. Yeah. Challenge that's our, accepted. Yeah, that's our challenge. Yours seems a little bit easier, maybe, but I don't know. I'm kind of a hard sell on that. So we'll see. Anyway. But I will say one thing on the squash is I was very disappointed yesterday because I bought a bunch of delicata squash at the store. Mm-hmm. And usually when you like when you're looking for delicata squash, you want it to be like orange on the outside, like instead of because it comes from like a, it has a spectrum of like yellow to orange. And so the more orange it is, the usually the inside is more orange and that's when it's ripe and sweet. Um, but I got tricked at the store and I bought a bunch of slightly orange delicata squashes and I cut them open and they were like super pale yellow and I cooked them and they just sucked. Like I didn't even, mm-hmm. I threw them out. So that's also, you know, if you're someone who always hears me talk about squash and you've gotten the unripe squash before, whether it's delicata or kabocha, and you're like, what the hell is this lady talking about? This sucks. It's because you haven't gotten ripe squash. That's the tough so. thing about squash though, is it's not easy to tell, like, you know, like an avocado, you know, when that thing's good or not, yeah. but like a squash, you don't know. But since we're in our squash update segment, which happens almost every episode, I bought more of those little honey nut ones. And those, those are things are serious. They're so cute. They're just like a little condensed sweet, like that to me, I definitely mm-hmm. can see dessert. Like you add some like nut butter and some cinnamon and maybe like a little like something sweet on top of that. Yeah. And those came out last year. So someone like, um, breeded or whatever you call cross breeded bread, whatever, um, butternut squash. And I think like a sweet potato or something, and it became like a honey nut squash. So I saw those for the first time last year. I had a bunch of them super, super good. I will tell you though, if you get a really good kabocha squash, it's even 10 times better than that. So Mm, anyway, I'll continue to be on the lookout. Enough with the squash. Um, to finish up the intro workout, um, kind of debate slash, you know, just talking about it. I think that, you know, if you're someone who is more advanced and you're like, I want to really push it on my leg day or my lower body day, and I'm just looking for maybe a little extra edge, and I'm and I have all the other things dialed in. I'm paying attention to my pre and post workout meals. I'm paying attention to sleep, recovery, protein. You know, have my carbs where they should be for me. All the stuff, like all the foundations. If you have that in check, right? Because we just talked about that. Like, if that's not in check, then you know, intra workout, yeah, maybe it helps for a day or something, but it's not going to be the long term results. If you have that in check and you're like, all right, I want a little extra boost, you know, it's around Halloween season and they're selling these little mini packets and they're kind of like the perfect size, I don't go for it. But you know, it's not going to be like a huge, like, oh my God, I can now squat a hundred extra pounds because I had a few Swedish fish. <laughs> It also Definitely doesn't not have the to be candy. I mean, candy is the easiest oh, yeah. way to go about it, but I mean, you can eat yeah. a banana or something too. It yeah. Have yeah. To be yeah. Whatever floats your boat. And there's intro, like there's, um, oh my gosh, what is the word? The, the main intro workout powder, um, high, highly branched cyclic dextrin. So that's like the, yeah, it's, it's whatever. Um, it's an intro workout powder that does have a lot of research behind it. Um, when I say a lot, it has some research behind it, um, as a source of energy during your workout. Um, but again, like for me, it's like, if I'm going to have that, I'm just going to eat the candy because that's so much more enjoyable than drinking like a powdered water thing. So, or you could drink iced coffee like your girl, you could do that. (laughs) It's caffeine. It's cold. Mm -hmm. It'll wake you right up. 
Okay. Also, last right. thing, salt. So the Sour Patch actually has um, sodium in, in mm. it too. And that's another part that I personally choose kind of, and probably another reason also I choose that over the Reese's peanut butter cups is because it has that saltiness too, the sour saltiness, which we know that salt is beneficial, especially during and before workout because it helps the blood flow, pump, all that stuff. Um, so that's another potential benefit. Um, or, you know, you could just have some salt, which I do keep like one of those mini salt shakers, uh, in my gym bag mm. at all times. Cause sometimes you know, like having an electrolyte imbalance can absolutely affect your workout. And you could like, if you just had a quarter teaspoon of salt before your workout and you've never done that before, pay attention because you'll have a much better pump, um, helps with blood flow, all that jazz. So, uh, yeah. that's why I always bring elements with me yeah. too. It's it, like, yeah. yeah, it's just makes me drink water and then you get the electrolytes and the sodium and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's great. Yeah. You could make gummies out of those too. I've done that before. M me too. You can make yeah. your own. Yeah. You got to be careful though. Cause unless you like your gummies, like real salty <laughs> to like yeah. be right with the amounts. Cause I made one one time and it was like, literally like, I don't know, like sour patch candy times 10. You're like, mm, yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit salty. <laughs> Anyway, um, do you think we're good for this episode? Yeah, I think we're good. Um, do we okay. want to mention our other yes, sponsor? Yes, our other sponsor who is amazing that I don't know if you guys saw recently. I have just been taking up my my meat lovers um, diet plan up a notch. I'm now just literally sprinkling powdered that. liver onto all of my meats <laughs> because why the hell not? Optimal carnivore. So that's, you know, and a lot of people, they buy optimal carnivore or products like this, which are powdered desiccated, um, organs in pill form, they buy it. So they don't have to taste it. They can just swallow it in a pill and that's great. Um, but there are people in your family that maybe don't want to swallow a pill. There are children who maybe could benefit from these supplements that you're not giving them pills. Like, you know, my kid, he doesn't notice I'm pouring, I'm putting powdered liver on literally everything he eats. He doesn't know. <laughs> so that's, um, it's like hiding trick. your veggie. Like, it's like you like puree exactly your veggies right. and put them into like the Mac and cheese. That's like, I've seen that before. It's the 100%. same thing with the, that is a really good tip. Listen, I'm whatever works. That. There you go. There you go. And I will be putting it in a future, um, ice cream recipe. So stay yeah. tuned. Um, but yes, so optimal carnivore, they're awesome. They, I prefer, like, if I'm going to recommend it, I will tell people to go with their just, um, grass fed organ complex. Mm -hmm. Cause it's literally That's all amazing. the organs. So you're getting like the whole gamut. They also have liver. They have a brain complex that includes brain as well as I believe there's lion's mane in there. Um, a couple other things. So they've got a bunch of different formulas, but if you want to go kind of learn more about it, go to their, uh, Amazon storefront, which is just amazon.com slash optimal carnivore. And our discount code is muscle And that's all in the show notes. You can check it out. Um, those guys are awesome. Thank you for making this podcast happen. And, uh, mm -hmm. we're getting out of here. Yeah. Go eat some, go eat some candy. Okay. Bye.